this week, I want to explain a interesting concept which is important for every person. Important in his regular daily life. Also important for you know how to change yourself if you want to change. One of the things that many people suffer, some people more, sometimes when you're young more, sometimes when you get older, is what we call indecisiveness. You cannot decide. Often, you know, <clears throat> often we have a hard time deciding even small things, unimportant things. And often we decide because we have no choice, and often we don't do anything. Doing nothing is also being indecisive. When a person is, you know, uh, you know, doesn't do anything, that's also a the, the thing he doesn't do is is a decision not to do anything. So this is, you know, this is discussed a lot in the Chassidus, what we call the indecisiveness of people. Now, you know, the question is where does this really like come in? How does it become? How did this, because I hate a lot of complaints of people ask me, like I have a very hard time to decide. Not in, in many, many different avenues to decide. Uh, people coming to me how to decide about a shidduch and how to decide, uh, you know, yes to move, not to move. So I want to explain the concept which to explain where and what. The beginning of the Torah, when the Torah describes the Chet of Adam and Chava. So Adam and Chava, what was the, the problem? You know, Shem tells Adam, I don't want you to eat from the tree. Don't eat. So Adam went and told his wife, according to the Gemara, he added a little bit and he says, you know, don't not, you're not supposed to even eat it, but not, don't even touch it. Stay away from it. So he added a little bit because the adding was to safeguard himself. If it's so dangerous that we're going to die, I mean, this is like suicide. You have to remember, well, the magician was going to live forever. And if Hashem tells him you're going to eat from the tree, you're going to die, this is like poison. According to uh, one opinion, the Gemara, he literally thought the day he's going to eat, he's going to die that day before the sun sets. So he just told his wife, Hashem says, don't eat it and don't even touch it. So what happened? Came the Nochash, and the Nochash convinced Chava to sin. What did the Nochash do? Chazal say, the Nochash started this conversation and tells Chava, isn't it true that, you know, you're not supposed to eat and touch it? Yes. So the Nochash pushed Chava to the tree and nothing happened. You see, he didn't die. Nothing happened. And now, you know, she's, she was caught up in the web. She could have answered right then and there, you know, I made a mistake. Hashem told us not to eat, but I added to it. But often we are ashamed to back down. 
So what she said, she accepted it. And this is how the Nuchosh got to Chava. So, but from this story, we see an amazing thing. The Torah calls it Hanochosh Hashiani. The Nochosh misled. Hashiani means bad advice. I mean, this, this, the, the Chava, when she sinned, and she was and together with the Mauritian, the Torah calls it the snake loaded me up with bad advice. So according to Bala Mikibala, and Chassidus, it's bring that brought down. That's why we became indecisive. The crack of having a hard time to decide started off there. How did it happen? We daven in all the time in the davening. We say, "V'saknei Give me good advice. Good advice means help me decide what I should do, what I shouldn't do. Advice. And that comes, the pegam, the blemish of not knowing what to do came all the way from the beginning. The nochash caused us that we have a hard time finding the true advice what to do. See, to explain this, you know, let's, let's start from a simple thing. You, you have to buy yourself something a, a, a orange juice standing in the counter in the what's his name and you have a hard time to deciding what type of an orange juice I have watched people that way standing want to buy an orange juice and thinking should I buy this one should I buy this one you know which one should I get which one I shouldn't get so that's also a power of indecisiveness even though it's simple get what you get but there is a a person sometimes, even small things, he gets caught up and he has a hard time to decide. That's called indecisiveness, even in small things. Then there's much, much bigger things. You know, the doctor says you should go on a diet. Which diet should I go? Which is a good diet? Which is not a good diet? That is also called what we say. You also can decide. But the end result is, the end, end result is you give yourself, you find yourself what to do. But then there is things much more important in life, which is not just, you know, which diet you're going to be. You have to make a living. Should I, what, what type of a business should I go? Should I go into this business? Should I go into that business? Should I invest? Should I not invest? Should I build? Should I not build? Should I move? But something much more important. So there's levels of importance which you got to decide. And people become, I find sometimes young people have a, such a hard time, and the only reason they decide only is when they have to decide. I watch young, the young generation is, again, the only time they're going to go out and work is the parents say, you're out of here. Now you got to find yourself. Because it's extremely difficult for a person to decide, you know, the, what to do. The highest level, sort of to say, the most the highest level in, in decision is how to run your life, which is incredible important. The unfortunate part of that is we seldom, seldom think about how we should really run our life. Seldom. Most often we are get caught up, I always say over the story, someone in my shoe, 
<clears throat> told me that he was going to get an SUV, a wealthy person. Tells me he already researched on the internet 17 SUVs. And, uh, you know, and uh, money's not a problem by him. It's just like, it's, I was like amazed that he's, he's so indecisive and he couldn't decide which one. So I always jokingly tell people when there's only one thing in the world, there's nothing to decide. It's decided for you. I, I we had to speak to the Sheva Brochus last week, and I always tell the Chassan that, you know, we say 40 days before your a person is born, there's an announcement, you're going to marry this and this person to this and this person. You know, everything is bashit. Why is it mentioned in Gemara, there's an announcement that who you're going to marry, there's an announcement, you know, the house you're going to live in, the car you're going to drive, everything is an incredible Ashgacha. Why just the Shidduch? You know, Adam Arishan, after Chava gave him food and he knew now he was going to die, I was always wondering how did Chava make peace? Adam Arishan make peace with Chava? She poisoned him. Imagine you're going to live forever and your wife fed you, convinced you, seduced you to eat something, now you're going to die. The reason he was able to make peace with her, it's the only lady in the world and there's, there's no competition, everything is good. Uh, once there's um, two, you have to decide on two, you're in trouble. But this is the only lady in the world, then everything is easy. If it's a, you know, we have only one car and then there's nothing to decide. It's decided for you. When it's decided for you, then the Mauritian lived a great peaceful life. Yeah, I'm sure he was her hurt horrifically. He didn't begin a hard time. Once it is decided for you, and it's the only thing, there was no other lady in the world. Finished. It was for him, Chava was the only lady. So he, he made peace with it. Often, I always tell people, when we have many things to decide, sometimes we, we let things fall, as in America they say, let the chips fall where there is. Which is unfortunate because the main things in life, the, the, there's so many important things like we don't sit down and think it through what we should do. You don't sit down, this is important, how important it is. We let the wind blow the way it is. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's the, if the fashion is this way, I wear this thing. And if everyone does one thing, I asked, and I'm not a businessman, I sit and learn most of the day. So I asked some of the businessmen in my shul, who are, you know, very successful. How did everyone make such a mistake? All the country that is such debt. What was the mistake? A simple question. I, I, need a, I, I tried to get a simple answer. California is bankrupt, America is bankrupt, uh, Greece is bankrupt, and Portugal is bankrupt, and Ireland. I don't, you know, I'm not into the news. I tried to get a simple answer. The most simple answer that I got from everyone is that we didn't think it through. Your private business, you know you're going to lose the business, you look ahead. You know, can I afford my worker? Can I afford the pension for my worker? You know, just do it. Everyone is doing it. So everyone is doing it, we could also do it. If it's good for New York, and it's good for California, it's good for the Americans, it's good for the Greeks, they got themselves into debt and it was climbing more and more. Not thinking, you know, what's going to be we often, in our own life, that is, a, we, we do things, he does it, she does it, it must be good. 
Everyone does it. I'm, I'm part of the group. Instead of thinking for yourself what is good. That's the most, the, the Eitzer advice and what to decide for yourself those decisions which is the most important. The car you're going to drive, you all know. What difference does it make? You know, it's a car is a car. You know, let's face it. It's supposed to bring you from one place to another place. Your life is not depending on the car. And, and, and the neighborhood you're going to live, well, it's sometimes great to live in a from neighborhood. Your children it has an impact on all of us and yourself. But it, it has. But how are you going to live your life? We don't even sit down and think. I uh, tell this to young people when, before they get married. I always tell them one thing you should try to remember. I say, when things become very stressful, things not going well, think why it's not going well. What can I change? What can I do? Because most often people don't think it even through. I see when people come to me, they never sat down and says, why did I get into such an argument? Why did I get here where I got here? You I mean, they don't think through even simple things. And the more so, most people don't think through in, in, in how they live their life and what they're going to commit themselves, what they're not. It just, they fall into a track, as they say. That's why the Chet Odomarishan caused a very profound thing. It caused that our decisions in life becomes the more difficult and our choices in life becomes very difficult. We have a hard time choosing the right thing. You know, just, it's not black and white. The Yitzhahara doesn't let us see it's black and white. Makes it look colorful for us, the Yitzhahara. The Yitzhahara tells us, you know, you, maybe this, maybe that. It doesn't allow you to, to, to see the things clear. That's why we daven all the time to explain this even in a more very, very profound way. The Torah discusses a very interesting parsha in the beginning of, of Babreshis. It says, Avram made be'eres, he made wells. The Yitzchak came and dug the wells. And Torah has a whole thing Again he dug a well, and again he dug a well. There's three wells that he dug. The Torah makes a big thing about digging the wells. And the Zoyer tries to explain, you know, nothing is written in the Torah. There's a lot more. You know, the Zoyer says that to write a storybook, I could have written a better storybook than the Torah. Everything, word, and lesson is not a story. It's something deep, deep, deep. What is the wells, the wells, wells, wells talking about? doesn't... The Wells is talking about the really Avram, when he started to make a Jewish nation, he realized in order to change, you have to be decisive. In order to, you got to decide for yourself what you want to do. And the Wells represents the water that you dig, because it's, it's a Pasig in Mishnah, means the, the well represents the depths of the advice that you have to get. In, in mysticism, in Kabbalah, the well represents deep, deep advice that you have to bring forward. Just like water, you got to dig and bring the water up. The advice in life, something you got to dig and bring it up to yourself. See, many people I watch would love to change, to, to do something, to change themselves. 
They have a hard time deciding where do I start, what do I change, where do I, you know, it's like a, I, I tell the pe people in my shul, I say it here too, it's about two months from now we're going to have a court date. We're going to have Rosh Hashanah. You, there's no, you can't ask, you know, you can't ask Hashem for postponements. You know, I'm not ready. The lawyer is not ready with the legal documents yet and the evidence. You know, it's going to be two months from now and we're going to be judged, you know, for everything. So I always tell myself that let me change one thing. Let me come into Rosh Hashanah, change one small thing. It is such a great feeling when you change one small thing, because see, you're, you're changeable, you can do it. It's, it's a great, tell yourself a small thing could be any, anything that you want to change, because then you feel it's coming Rosh Hashanah, here I am, I changed something in my life, and it's changeable, sort of to say. Because one of the hard things in life really is, is change. Like I, I, I said it two weeks ago, I think, if you cross your arms, I tell people to cross your hands, you cross it the other way, all of a sudden it becomes uncomfortable. Simple things to change, even to think positive, to smile. I have people told me who tried to smile, told me how difficult it is. And the smile is for yourself. You know, if you smile, you're going to be happier. It's not, uh, besides that has an incredible impact everyone around you, the smile. But when you smile, you feel much better about yourself. Even a simple smile, you know, people have a hard time to change. I, I recently told the teenage boy, who was going, you know, to help him with his uh, learning. And Shulai says, I, I want you to get up in the morning for the first five minutes, be conscious that you're smiling. Start your day with a smile. And said, just start your day. He said the first day he did it, it was so hard. You know, he just, even though, you, even though he felt much better. We all know that, you know, but sometimes we do something, it's important for us, we do it feel better. We have a hard time keeping up. That's why we dive into Hashem. Give me the right advice how to change, what to change, what to do. So the, the root of indecisiveness came from the chet of Odomarishim, which he sinned, which caused that we have all the time decisions to make and we have become indecisive. And the, the, the greater the, the more important the situation, the harder it's for you to decide. You know, if you want to buy a car, and your wife says, which car do you want to buy? So and I tell my wife, you decide. You know? I joke at home and I tell my wife, the major decisions, I leave it up to you. You know what I mean? Uh, who's, gonna, who's coming for Yanta? And there's, I tell her, such difficult decisions I leave for you. And truthfully is, it is hard to decide. You have a bunch of children, who should come, who should not come, what's, 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 what's good, what's not good. It's, but you know, in, in truth it is, it is, it is what's gonna be, but our hard thing in deciding is not that. The much harder is to decide is what do I do with my life? How do I change my life? How can I change what I'm doing for the better? How can I get along with people better? How can I have a better shown by? Something simple that you, you yourself will enjoy. Sometimes you change one small thing and you see it has such an impact. 
And people have a hard time even changing one thing small. That's why we ask so badly from Hashem, give us advice. Because the chet or the marishim caused that it becomes very confusing. Very, and sometimes it is not confusing. It's extremely simple. Most of our things in life is not so difficult to decide. It's very simple. But the simple thing, it becomes very hard to decide. To explain this in a very, 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 very interesting way, I always like to explain it with the story of Koirech. The, the story was, Oimben Palace joined the crowd. Koirech, he was going to join. Now, he had nothing to gain from it. As I'll say, he had really nothing to gain joining the revolution. His wife asks him, my dear husband, after he was already involved and he promised to come to the meetings, she says to him, I don't understand. If Moshe Rabbeinu wins, you lose. Your head comes off. If Koirich wins, what do you gain? You get nothing. You're not going to gain. You're not going to be the head. Koirich will be the head. You, know, you all believe that Moshe Rabbeinu made a mistake over here. That maybe Koirich should be the Koyin and Koirich should be the leader. Yeah, maybe, but you ain't gonna be. And, and, and if you're wrong, your head is off. And Igmar says, he says, you know, you're right. He was the only lady that sort of took a husband and put some common sense into him. And Igmar relates, how did you save his life? She says, but he says to him, you know what he tells her? But I swore I'm gonna come to all the meetings. She says, just leave it up to me. So the woman relates. So at lunch, she took out a, a bottle of wine, who knows how strong it was, gave him to drink. He got so drunk, she put him into bed. And then she sat outside the tent, and she took off her tichel, and, uh, and she combed her hair. And when the people came to come to the meeting, they see she's sitting in the front combing her hair, oi, not sneezing, and they ran away. And he woke up in the morning, and he, he missed the whole story, because the earth swallowed Koirech and everyone. So Gemara says, the wisdom and the advice of the world. Um, now, isn't that amazing? Why was it that she was the only one that came with this idea? I mean, there were 200 and other 50. Didn't think about this. See. The, the power of deciding comes from taking a stand. You gotta take a stand, you know, and not to be afraid to say. You know, it really has an inner strength because the, the, I'll explain how to get to it, but the deciding factor came, I'm sure the other woman thought about this too. They were not, uh, you don't need to be greatly intelligent, but whenever there is, in Yiddish we call it a tumult. Tumult means whenever there is a confusion, and every, you know, it's chaos. People do not think clearly. Common sense in chaos is great wisdom, is a Yiddish saying. Yiddish is a saying, common sense in chaos is great wisdom. When the chaos is not going around, it, there's no wisdom behind it. When it is, the chaos is going and you have common sense, that becomes great, great wisdom. This is exactly what, what happened over here. She took a charge, and she did not let chaos overcome, and she was decisive, and she just said, clearly, what are you gaining? How does a person come to this? Because in life, 
we sometimes make silly things. Sometimes I watch people literally undermine themselves. You know, there's a saying, and 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 Chassidus. Someone told me it's a secular saying too, but in Chassidus Shalom they bring down, "You are your worst enemy. No one could do bad to you as much as you can do for yourself. No one. You could blame your spouse. You could blame them. You are." your worst enemy, and you are your best advocate, the best one who can help yourself. You know, there's no, it's true, you could have sometimes a great spouse who could help a person, but the end result, you could do damage to yourself way beyond anyone could do. Because, how is this? And you, are, you watch sometimes, people literally, you know, do things which just undermines everything. That comes from the Chet Udamarishan, which doesn't allow us to choose well, because that was what Chava did. She made a foolish decision, a foolish, foolish decision she made. That, you know, let's eat it. I mean, well, what do you you know, you know why it's so foolish to understand it in common sense? Let me explain something. You know how many trees there was in Ganeda? The Medrash says, Hashem says to other Medrash, there's a million trees over here. And one Medrash says, and an amount which is unbelievable. There's a million trees here. You know, there's one tree in the middle, I don't want you to eat. You know, the one that you can't, that's the one that you want. There are people, the things that they cannot have, that's the one they want. There's a million trees there. Doesn't have to be that one. That's the and Chava took the advice of the Nochesh, and that caused, and she followed through. That caused that we have a hard time to deciding to push and to do the right thing. And in Hasidus, there's even more profound explained. It is explained that everyone likes to cut corners. I mean, cut corners. You're gonna keep Shabbos, no question about it. So, what happens? The Yitzhara says, you know, it can't be the iPhone could stay on the Shabbos table. It must be some hat that I'm allowed to pick up the iPhone and put it away. You know, you know, I once uh, I said over the story maybe once before here. I was once Friday night standing in shul, a young man, I never saw introduces himself and tells me this frightening story. He says. It was in the winter, about five years ago. He tells me, I just quit my job. What was it? My manager was a religious person once, and he became non-religious. And he, I told him, Friday, I have to leave early. He says, I know exactly when you have to leave. The sunset is, five, let's say, 5 o'clock. You can leave 10 to 5 and walk home. Or take a car and arrive at home just at sunset. I was religious then. He said, I am not doing that. And he says, you know, the guy says, well, I'm the boss here. And on the spot, he quit his job. And he tells me his wife is pregnant. He's a newlywed, young people. That was like, the way he said it with such, how do you say, with such mysterious nefesh, you know, that he doesn't know, you know, he was doing computer work. He does some software, I forgot what he was saying. And Baruch Hashem, Hashem helped him over Shabbos, the boss found out what the manager did. He was afraid of a lawsuit. He quickly moved the manager to another place. His day he got back his job. 
And I remember standing thinking to myself, this guy really was Mason enough because she had no idea. He's going to have to start looking for new work. This is, you know, and his wife was not working. She was expecting a baby any day. But the same person, which we all have, it could be Shabbos, he wouldn't violate, but maybe Muktzeh move around in the house. You know, things move away. He will not, because we have an attitude, we like to cut corners. Not only, I always tell people, not only when it comes to doing the mitzvahs, but even doing, sometimes you ask to do a job. I have, a, I have two, two daughters who have workers. I ask them. I wonder if has 11 workers working for us. I asked them one time, do me, I want to ask you, do you, you have religious workers? She asked you, only hires religious people. So I asked her, do they cut corners? Said, of course, I mean, instead of coming at 9 o'clock, they come at you know, 9.05, and they, you know, the job has to be so-and-so, they cut a little bit here, it's better than, uh, but that's who we humans are. We don't like to finish the project, sort of to say. We like to sort of to cut always the corners. That's who we are. Comes to mitzvahs, we also do the same thing. Comes to mitzvahs, it could be a, 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 a Shabbos, as I said, or kosher. He will never eat non-kosher. But if he's driving, he walks into a place, he could buy a potato chip, it doesn't have hechsha, yeah, it's, it's okay. It's okay. I mean, the Yitzhahara tells you to cut corners. The same thing with sinis, you know, many women are going to say, but the Yitzhahara says, okay, you don't have to be so, I, when I speak to the woman, I always tell them, you never see it, you can tell a Jewish lady who she is. She dresses, sinis, modest, great, but the Yitzhahara always tells them, a little bit higher the dress, and a little bit, a little V opening, just a little bit. The Yitzhahara has this with us, doesn't let us, you know, execute the final push, what we want to do. That came from the Pagam from other Marishan. That's what, and what the ticking for that was, how do we get to be strong? So one of the things that Nachman says in one of his places is a very, very powerful thing. He says you should scream out of your heart. Anytime you daven, it's great, but he says when you pray, when you're desperate and you call out to Hashem from your heart, from depths of your heart, it brings an inner strength and it gives a person wisdom how to execute what you want to execute. If you, you know, we all want to change. You know, as Jewish people, we would like to change and do things better. Let it be a better spouse, a better parent. Uh, do the mitzvahs better, make sure we make the brachas. Everyone, we, there's things which we all know we want to change. There is a thing. But we don't allow ourselves to fulfill, execute, to do exactly everything that we want. It doesn't, the Yitzhahara doesn't allow this to do it. But if you scream from the inside of yourself, it, the, the power comes up and we have the power just to follow through. And gives us advice. That's why it's called the water. The waters is called the be'er, the well, is the depths of the well. When you bring up the water, that's you bring up water to give yourself advice, sort of to say. Be'etza, you know, um, it's called me'etza amuka, the, the posse come from depths. So, when a, you know, we all should take time. There's, you know, there's nothing so great and important as to take time for yourself. No matter how lucky you are, how happy you married you are, and how... Be- how interesting your life is. Person needs time for themselves. 
And the best way to take time for is sit alone and just talk to Hashem. Because when you start talking to Hashem, and you start talking with depths of your heart to Hashem, you start realizing, I could change the situation. It's in my hand. See, 90, you know, 99% or 100% of the time, when people change, even let's say they go to a therapist to help them change, or to a, a life coach, it's called, it just helps them for themselves. He's not, he has no black magic. He doesn't have, a, you know, just helping you to change. But you've got to change. And you could, and sometimes you don't even know what to change. Sometimes it's so confusing. The more you dive into Hashem, the more you scream out to Hashem, the more you realize, you know, and, and you, take, you must take time for yourself and ask yourself, what should I do that the situation should be better? What can I change in my life? I've got to be more devoted to Hashem. Or whatever we struggle, which we all struggle, have our struggles in life, when you take time for yourself and you scream from your heart, the advice will come to you how to do it. I had one someone ask me, in my, my office he asked me, like he always undermines his own marriage. He always, as we say in America, puts his foot into his mouth. You know, when it, for every once in a while he says something which hurts his wife so badly, and he says he doesn't, you know, just. So I told him, I'm not a psychologist. I have no idea what your problem is. But if you follow me, if you follow every day, talk to Hashem. Really talk. Every day, make it your business. Talk to Hashem. You know, verbalize that this is bothering you. What's bothering you? And ask Hashem to help you. Ask Hashem that I should, you know, take care of my life. He said, after a while, one day he told me things were changing drastically. See, we don't take time for ourselves and don't realize what we're doing. You know, we are driving, you know, life. I always tell people, life is 60 miles, maybe 80 miles on the freeway, no braking. There's no, you can't say, you know, I wish for the next three days I'll disappear in no, no time zone. Just put a bubble, you know. You know, let me stay under the covers for three days and forget about it. They, as long as we live, there's no time to stop thinking. You got to think. You got to decide. The problem is we get into a rut and we don't even think through how we could change things. We just keep on doing the same mistakes. We hurt ourselves again. And you don't like what you're doing. And so when a person sits down for an hour's time, you should do it. Don't be afraid. People are afraid to sit alone. People become extremely uncomfortable sitting alone. When a person sits and talks to Hashem, such people have to think on their own. You know, many people do not know how to think on their own. It's a fact. Jewish, I once had, uh, when I, uh, I didn't go to high school, I went to grade school, so I think it was the eighth grade or seventh grade, and he was, uh, you know, the Jewish was very secular and was teaching us how to read and write English. He said to us, as a child, this, you know, I was not exposed. I grew up insulated in a from community, Williamsburg, so I didn't see secular well. He said that he teaches in public school. He says, what's the difference? He was telling us, what's the difference teaching in public school and teaching us? He says, boy, do we challenge him. 
He said, because we are taught, Jewish people are taught to think for themselves. Don't accept everything. We are very cynical. And if the, if the teacher says one thing, who said? Every yeshiva bochalans in shiva, the gemara says something. Wait, maybe that's not the right pshat. Maybe you could say the other way. We are, we are taught really to think for ourselves. What happens? But as life goes on, you don't learn Torah, you don't have time. You get into the mode and you stop thinking. You just get, and you know there are people who could live a whole life, miserable life, miserable. A miserable life because they never sat down and think of going how they could change things. A guy told me many, many, many years ago that his father is a famous professor, wrote many books. He says, I grew up in a house, it was a hell. My parents used to fight, and his mother was also a professor, they used to fight and scream and yell, and they didn't want to get divorced because it was not prestigious. They were very, he was very famous in his work. And he said, and I asked them, you know, they never went for help. I asked my mom, she says, never. Sometimes people get caught up in the craziness and they stack glued in the craziness. And they, they don't budge. They, maybe you could change it. Maybe, maybe things could change a little bit. You know, don't, you, don't, you don't have to scream always. Maybe you could talk, did you try nicely? Did you try this? Did you try that? This is, we all have this. This is an extreme case. We all have this in small things. We have this, where we, we get caught up, we do the same thing over and over, we don't change. When a person takes time for yourself, and you dive into Hashem, you say, in a small thing, help me be more organized, or help me daven better. Help me not to be afraid of public opinion, to do the right thing, what I believe is the right thing. Help me have the courage, you know, to stand up for myself. And if, uh, you know, uh, but whatever it is you want to change, or just simple, help me smile a whole day. Who doesn't want to smile a whole day? Ask everyone. Of course I want to be happy. You don't become happy unless you work at it. Happiness has nothing to do with how much money you have in the bank, how good your spouse is. There are many people who have wonderful spouses and they walk around with nose down. Many people don't have a great spouse and they walk around with their nose up. It's the same Yiddish, there's an expression. But you know, it has nothing, it has to do with yourself. You got to decide, I will be happy. And we have a hard time with that because even though we, we gain from it, it's everything in life. So the way Reb Nachman says, is when a person sits down and talks to Hashem and screams from his heart and says it with passion, says it out, you develop inside of you so a strength where you could follow through what you want to do. You know why? I'll tell you why the way said. We only have one life. One, one life to ourselves. And, you know, it's a very often when I can have another chance. Most often, you know, we came, we came as a Gilgal, and if we blow it, we really blew it. So we are here, right, to, to take advantage of it. I could imagine, I haven't seen it, but I imagine a guy wins the lottery, so he hires people to help him decide where to invest the money and how to do it. He doesn't want to blow it. Here we have a life, and we don't think it through. So before Rosh Hashanah, it's two months, you should sit down and ask yourself, what can I do 
and how do I do that my life should change to the better? If, how can I be more religious? How can I make sure the Shabbos is better? My, my brachas is better, the tzniyas is better. You know, whatever you want to change, just, you know, you sit down and you talk to Hashem and it becomes a reality. See, if you want something very badly, it's going to happen. I always say this, if you want something, you watch anyone who has teenagers, well, they want something, well, they gonna, they want something, oh, forget it. We, we should have that want what the teenagers have. You know, if you want something, so how do you rouse the want into you? By speaking it out, saying it out, over and over, and you, you talk to Hashem, I want to change. I want to be better, I want to be a better person, I want to be nicer, just saying it out. I want to be close to Hashem. I don't want to waste my life this way. Wait. So I sit in the, I sit there every morning, early in the morning for one hour. I talk to Hashem, and not always can I talk for an hour, my mind wanders, but I bring back my mind. After a while, it's the most, it's about myself. I dive for my children, I dive for my spouse, I dive for, uh, for, for people who need my thriller, and mainly I ask Hashem, I want to be better, I want to change things. We, we, this is beyond, no, we, no, 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 no. We don't understand how Hashem knows ahead of time we still have a free will. The Ramam says it's beyond human comprehension. But we do have a free will. And when we decide, Chava had a free will not to do it. And we have today, we're going to have a lot of decisions to make. And we do have a free will. And you could change not to do something. You know, you have a habit of doing something, you could, uh, if you have a habit of not showing up in time, let's show up in time. There's nothing. We have, it's very important to know, we have the free will in our hands all the time. There is no one there to, to, to force you. I want to tell you a cute story. I give a sheet for the lady showers. And I was once, many years ago, I was talking about happiness. And I told, you know, a lady asked me, Rabbi, you know, you talk about happiness. Let me describe to you a scene what happened Friday. I was bathing my two-year-old, or the one-year-old, I forgot what she said. And the three-year-old went into the bathroom and ripped out the coloring book page by page and threw into the bathtub. And it was an hour and a half before Shabbos. You're telling me I should keep my cool. That's what she asked me. That's what you're telling me. You know, telling me that I should have kept my cool and not lose myself. And how, how, can, I, how can I keep my cool? That's, that's the question he was asking. I said to her, I want to ask you a simple question. It is the same Friday, same Friday afternoon, and the same craziness, and the three-year-old ripped the, the, the um, But you happened to be that Friday afternoon, two hours before that, you got a phone call that you won $10,000, not $50 million, $10,000. But you're going to have the pocket. And this scenario comes up. What would you have done? Probably would have said, 
this is a coding moment. You ought to tell them, you ought to said, you know, I want to remind, remember my three-year-old, what she did, you know, take a picture, take the camera out quickly, you know, snap picture, and so what, you know, what she did. It, it's, not, it's nothing to do, it's true. When you're stressed, you lose yourself, you get angry, you get frustrated, you do the wrong thing. But if you're happy, the same picture all of a sudden is a whole different picture. And later, you can, if, if, the, if it was the first scenario, she's going to tell the child, you know what you once did Friday afternoon, right before Shabbos? Ripped every page off the coloring book and stuffed the bathtub. And who knows what? If, if, but she, if she one day could say differently. If she would have won $10,000 before and she would have been smiling, you see this picture? This is how cute you are when you're three years old. So you see, the happiness changed the whole picture. Instead of saying, this was just horrible, this was Friday, and now before Shabbos, and the bathtub got stopped, and the water was going out, and who knows what happened. See, when there's simcha, you look at things in a whole different lenses. You have different eyeglasses on, and you're able to see things much, much different. That's why happiness is such a hard thing to accomplish, and it's one of the most important things the Torah says. And in Chassidus, this was from the Bashem Tavan, everyone emphasized on happiness. And the Torah says, Torah says in, the, in the Pasha of Torah, the Torah says, the Tzoros came because you didn't worship Hashem, the Simcha, with happiness. And we really are blessed beyond, beyond our imagination. You have to remember this all the time. No one had such a comfortable life as we do. In comfort, no one had it. You know, King Solomon did not have a car and did not have an air conditioning in his car and didn't have an orchestra in his car. You know, we have an orchestra. You push one button, you can have one type of music, another button, another button of music. And, and people call me whole three weeks, Rabbi, I, I can't listen to music. I says, what? <laughs> three weeks and I can listen. You know, we are so addicted to music, people like, you know, they ask me, maybe, uh, maybe yes, maybe some, some of it's, we are so blessed, we don't even realize how blessed we are. So the happiness also makes a person to decide much easier. That Eitzah, we began to say, when you're depressed, you have a very hard time deciding anything. Depressed people have a very, very difficult time to decide anything in life. When a person is happy, it's much easier to decide. We all know that when we go through a depressing time, you know, should I do or not do it? So afraid to decide. Uh, could be anything you're afraid to decide. When a person is happy, it's much easier to say, this is what I'm doing, this is my plan, this is the plan for today. You know, you all know when you're depressed, the day could be wasted, as they say. You know, just before you turn around, when you're happy, you take charge. So the advice, has very profound, could help a person enormously. But it's very, as I said, it's very challenging to be happy. The Yitzhahara is going to tell you a hundred reasons why not to be happy. The rule is, we have, in Chassidus we have a rule. The harder something is to do, it's a sim and the holier it is. If it's very easy to do something, there must be Yitzhahara involved. You know, like, I always tell this to me, if there would be some, you know, happiness, who doesn't want to be happy? 
Many people drink themselves to be happy. That's not true happiness. That shows the unbelievable powerful how, how important it is to be a, a Jew. You know, because the truth is, if you're happy, you do every mitzvah, you know. I, the simple, in a very simple form, this could be explained. You know, I, I once, I'll tell you an interesting story. I did not know that it was, when did they buy flowers in the, for the war? Oh, they buy flowers for the woman? Valentine's Day. I didn't know it was Valentine's Day, and I see the flower lady in my shoe, middle of the week, selling flowers. I asked her, what? Rabbi, you don't know? I don't know. And she tells me it's a Valentine's Day this week. So I, I went, I said, when we learned to see this, I went to my office and I said, try to imagine this scenario. A guy buys his wife every year $150 or $200 bouquet of flowers for her Valentine. Every year. Two, two partners, they're doing well in business. Every year she buys it. It's incredible. One year they lost the money, both of them. Lost everything. Lost. The whole business went. It happened to me, I said this motion when the economy was going flat. And one of them goes to his backyard and it's Valentine's Day, and he collects a bunch of daisies and collects a bunch of flowers he finds. He finds a ribbon at home, and he goes out and finds a piece of paper, wraps it as nice as he can, and he comes into his wife with full of passion and full of happiness. Look what I got you. Gives it to her. I have no doubt tears came out of her eyes. The other one sees, wow, what an impact this had on his wife. Goes to his backyard. Repeats the second one, and he has a whole drosha. Do you know I lost all my money? I couldn't buy you, and it's just terrible. Here's the flowers. She says, I never needed any of your flowers. Forget today's. What was the difference? It's the attitude. It's just the attitude. This had such a touching effect because it came from a happy heart. Here, even though he was, not, he was not angry at her, he was angry at his situation, but the way he said it, even though he's not angry at her, it's his wife, but he came out in a not happy way, she doesn't need those flowers. We, the same thing in happiness. When a person is happy, he, we, unfortunately, our capacity to do the mitzvahs is not like the early ones. But when you do it with happiness, it has such an impact to the Rabbani Shloyer. It has its incredible impact. This is... This is this is the power when you're in happiness, when you do the right thing. When you're not happy, then, uh, then it's like the flowers that has no... And besides that, the happiness also, as I began to explain, has a power you should be able to decide for yourself, not to be indecisive. The simcha gives a person this koyach, meets together davening, and simcha brings out the depths of indecisiveness. Yeah. Well, we are, no. No, no, no. No, there is. No, it's true what you're saying. There's certain, you know, I, to answer what she's asking. First, let me explain what she's asking. She's asking often things are meant to be. How will you change it? You know, I, I always, uh, someone once gave it to me and I lost it. I'm going to try to get it. Someone gave me the prayer about the 12th program says, 
Give me the wisdom to change that I could change, and give me the wisdom, the things that I can't change, I should accept. I'm not saying it exactly how to say it. I don't know who said it, but it's very profound. It's a very profound thing. That means, what do you say? So the truth is, we are not destined. We have a free choice in our hand every minute. You know, like I said, the story with the Friday. This lady turned her Friday into a horror. I mean, she was so angry at a child for stuffing the bathroom and, and, and the bathtub. And she didn't have to be. A person always has in his hand to be in a happy mood. It's something's more difficult. But I always tell myself when things are difficult, if someone would offer me money now, can't I change it? I got a bunch of old guys getting married this way. They said they can't get married. So I asked them, if I give you $10 million, would you find your wife? You know, of course you can. You, you, when you don't want to do something, you just, you, don't, you find you can't do it. And it's impossible. But you ask yourself, if, the, if a person would offer me money to do this, yeah, all of a sudden, all of a sudden it's easy. We, there's certain things we can't. There's true, certain things there's nothing you can do per person, certain situations in life. But that we need the wisdom. But your own free will to be happy, to do the mitzvahs, to be tzniyas, to keep Shabbos the right way, and to keep kashas, all that we have every day it's in you. Every day you have it. So I want to give you all a blessing to at least today smile and ask yourself at the end of the day, wasn't it worth to smile all day? It's, when you smile one day, you see, when you go to sleep tonight, you say, what? Well, it was a great day to smile. Okay, thank you.